Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Oi, the boys and girls on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes the tales can get quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. Booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty. It's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty. It's time to get this body started With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, and the Jimmy, JC All we know and all we talk about is booty, booty It's time to get this body started tonight You're listening to Footy Prime News and Dubs Your one-stop destination for footy news and dubs Yeah, that's Amy Walsh Footy Prime, your almost daily footy fix Uh, Canada just lost to Serbia, eh? Did they really? Yeah, but refing, like international refereeing, and I, that's one of the questions. I, it was like, our, I, I wanted to talk about that. Has there ever been, you know, a referee who had it, it for in for your your national team or your, you know, you <laughs> Name or him. your or your actual club that every time you got them, like I think that's really interesting because so who knows you want to focus today on on referee hatred. Well, as we're trying to build up referees in the modern game and take away the the vitriol spewed at them and give them a fighting chance, you want to bring it back to where it all began hatred for referees. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) Well, listen, this is what we're doing, Footy Prime, right? Yeah. We go go the opposite. Yeah. With the The George. I was about to say, we're the Valedictorians. That's not what I meant. What did you mean? I don't know. We are like the uh, holy crap. What's salmon the, what's swimming that? upstream? Yeah, we'll go with that, shall we? Contrarians? Contrarians. <laughs> Not valedictorians. <laughs> Amy, <laughs> Amy, stop correcting people. You talk oh my God, you, he asked for it. you talk too much. Yeah. <laughs> Someone had Christ. it. You know what? I'll tell you what, boys. I don't know about you, but I find it a little bit refreshing when we get some some anger towards Amy because it is it never happens. <laughs> Usually it's about us. So when we do get a little bit of uh, anger towards dubs, it makes me feel good. How about you? Do you have a burner account? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to read it out, dubs? Can you read it out? No, I don't have it. No? Oh, we come on. Save it. I, I, your let me find it. Let me find talk it. Talk less? Uh, yeah. I have Let's to say, out of all lines. the people that talk over each other in this podcast, you're the one that does it least, I think. Usually it's Craig because the internet sucks so badly. <laughs> I will uh, agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> can I, I can I read it out? Say, I just yeah. Say it again. So, oh, uh, yeah. Can you stop uh, interrupting us, Amy? Sorry. So, okay, I'm going to read this, but you have to pretend that I'm I'm a little man living in my parents' basement um, with <laughs> and I'm, with a very with about <laughs> an extra small set of undies tidy whities that's what i'm wearing when i read this when i write this can't wait and this is in regards to uh, the the announcement that we're going on one soccer can't wait 
Hopefully someone at one soccer will coach Amy to not constantly talk over everyone else and try to dominate the conversation at every opportunity. <laughs> she seems more than she, she speaks more than everyone else combined. No wonder Jimmy is frustrated with her all the time. <laughs> who, wrote, who wrote that? Clearly charms are you. <laughs> no, honestly, Dubs, I, I wouldn't. I'd say this is the truth. I, encourage you to speak as much as possible because some of these shows these assholes provide nothing and, and i need you to talk <laughs> <laughs> they're hung over they're tired they didn't watch a game it's like christ someone please bail out the host and you're there for me dubs i was showering this morning <laughs> yeah, yeah i was showering this morning and i was thinking i wonder yeah. how an awkward silence is going to play on tv <laughs> when we have those so it'll well, be interesting now. Ready? Three, two, and one. The fuck is going on here? What are we doing? <laughs> See, that's how we deal with it. Jimmy will jump in. Perfect. I see your eyes looking better, Jimmy. <laughs> Sorry. Can't, well, there you are. Is, is it worse? <laughs> you should you pour are. that green drink in it. Is it worse than last time, Jimmy? Yeah, it's not uh, not doing so well. Any more uh, feedback from the pharmacy? No. Doctor? No. Nurse practitioner? Well, Optologist. <laughs> Gynecologist. Gynecologist. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> I think, it, uh, didn't I tell you? <laughs> didn't I tell you yesterday when I went back in to go see the woman? And then uh, it was a new doctor. So I get in there and I sit down and she's like, uh, James? I went, yeah. Uh, James Brennan. She goes, what's your middle name? And I tell her. She's like, you're not 69, are you? I went, Jesus Christ, how bad do I look right now? We need 69. <laughs> <laughs> and then I found out after because my father went to the same clinic and she brought up my old man's and he's got the same name as me. So had she said to you, how's the herpes? That would be really awkward. Yeah. That, that guy's got everything. <laughs> Maybe she wanted to see <laughs> So what are they saying first? about, Jimmy? Pardon? What did you just say? Oh, sorry. I was thinking of uh, speaking out loud. I thought it, maybe she was asking if she wanted this. Wanted one? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what she meant. <laughs> stay away from that. Stay away from the eye. Yeah, <laughs> I prescribe you a good session of sex. That should take care of it. Strip Here's off, a James. game of risk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what for it, two. It doesn't look bad. Are they saying just give it time or what? No, I got some pills, Charms. Thanks for asking. Are they antibacterial or antiviral? Uh, bacterial. Or okay. suppositories. This is just going to kill everything. I said I, I got to hoop three of them every hour. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hopefully by Monday you're looking better because right now you're a disgrace. It looks awful. Listen, let's be honest, Charms. You don't mean that. I don't. You don't, you don't want it looking good by Monday. Awesome. You want it to be an absolute shit show for myself on Monday. It would make the yeah, opening comments a lot easier. Yeah. The introductions would be great, actually. Get a nice tight shot and Jimmy. be fantastic. Yeah, All right. This is to, uh, just to appease. Introduction. <laughs> Sorry, Dubs, you were talking over me there. What? Yeah, I know. I'm just going to make a habit of it. I said, Jimmy's left eye can be the special guest on Monday. Footy <laughs> Prime brought to you by Jimmy's left eye. Jesus, going to need a passport for this. Played thing. by Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> it was his best um, role. Okay, so just to appease our, our angry listener, let's start with you, Dubs. So you had a question, actually a few questions which we talked about in the last show about you taking my job, but we never got to the questions because we went off the rails badly on the foundation episode as we're, we want to do. So um, can you, could you want to start off with, with a, a question? I think it was about Matt Turner, one of them, right? And it's for Craig specifically. Yes. Cause uh, Matt Turner was talking from us camp, why he felt he had to make his move to forest from Arsenal after only playing one season. So I thought it was quite thoughtful and he talked about just he needed just the point he is where he is in his career that he needed to get valuable minutes before it kind of got too late. But most of all, he talked about his relationship with Ramsdale and how that elevated his game. 
And so I was wondering if Forrest ever found himself in a position similar to Turner, where he felt he was, he was maybe number two. I don't know if you ever were during your career. Um, so that where you felt like you had to make a move to a different club in order to maximize your potential at the point you were at in your career. And then mm-hmm. about that goalkeeper union. And is that really always the same way where it's a supportive relationship, you're pushing one another or can it get contentious? And have you ever been paired with an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, it all depends on the individuals, but from my experience, uh, very few goalkeepers were, were a pain to be around and, and to train with and to, to spend time with. In fact, most of them became really good friends. You spend so much time together. At the end of the day, I never saw it as competition as much as you just try your very best. It's, it's an interesting position because you, you can't play a game of goalkeeper wars to decide on who's the best to play. It's uh, decides on the opinion of the the manager at the time um but certainly there are cases when turner needed like that was that move out of arsenal he wasn't getting a, a game never played a game in the premier league there mm-hmm. he had to move on to try to get that uh he's not a young man either you know turner's been around for a while so uh from my case i was never in a situation where i thought i needed to move on except really at the end of my ipswich career but that wasn't so much playing it was as much as that it was a bit of a conflict between myself and the club and timing and whatnot so yeah the goalkeeper union thing is a real thing i really do believe that that the players and the goalkeepers get along really really well for the most part you don't hear too much conflict inside clubs and, and whatnot so and turner's the same type of personality he's you know with great friends with uh, the arsenal goalkeeper as well and and uh, just a good guy all, all around and that, that actually helps around training there was a couple dickheads david james was a difficult guy he wasn't a bad guy but he was kind of difficult in training uh Hard for the goalkeeper coach. Ludic McCloskey was his goalkeeper coach, also a legend of, of a player, like just a beast of a guy. Um, made it life difficult for the goalkeeper coach. Bernard Lamb of the French International won the World Cup on the bench in 98. He was another interesting cat that was pushing buttons and he was desperate to get into the team because if he didn't, he probably wasn't going to get picked behind mm-hmm. Bartes as number two for France. So he was kind of pushing buttons. But overall, the guys are aren't stirring the pot too much in training or, or at the club. It's a weirdo union. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, how, how was, yeah. you mentioned David James there, really well-known goalkeeper, good goalkeeper, great shot stopper, right, as they say, but prone to the odd mistake. Uh, how, how was he difficult? How, how would that work at West Ham? Well, you start training and you just, you're just pumping balls at each other, hitting right at the nose, just get, get a feel for the ball or whatever. And if it wasn't straight at him, he, he would just, punch it away and had to be absolutely perfect plus i uh once he brought some videos there's all sorts of movies x-rated ones mostly <laughs> in his trunk and his boot of his car so I, I decided to go have a little look he said yeah, the, the, the boot's open go have a look so i go out there and take his keys and have a little look didn't find anything and then i, the I, sh- I shut the, the boot and went back in he said where are my car keys i said Oh fuck! Oh, no. <laughs> I just locked his car keys in the boot with all the porn. <laughs> well, <laughs> X-rated some. <Yeah. laughs> uh, it was a nightmare. He had to get a the car company come out to figure out how to open this Jaguar boot of his car up. So he wasn't all that happy with me. So maybe it was my fault. Maybe. Well, yeah, some, of you, some of you were there watching when that guy opened it up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did right beside it just to see his I face. Did. He had this actually had the long screwdriver. It was just a and there's a little hole underneath it. I didn't know this, but there's a little hole. And if you go so is this a movie it, or the trunk you're talking about? That's right. <laughs> this is the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can I just a screwdriver in a little hole? Yeah, you stick <laughs> it right I, up there. Can I just say how weird pornography was back in the eighties and nineties? that a bunch of guys would sit around in a, in a big TV room watching porn. Someone would come in and you're like, you look back now and you go, we're all sitting around with, with semis and boners watching things together. Just the most homoerotic session of pornography that you could ever yeah. sit. It was just so odd. Yeah. In our age group, we always had somebody, hey, my dad my dad has got a video and they're out. So come over and we can <laughs> stick the VHS in it. 
<laughs> Not the like garbage now, bag though. full of garbage bag full of Playboys in the forest. Right. So you'd always find. And you're like, hey, look at this. This is awesome. Come on. Oh yeah. Let's all get channel, boners channel Channel 48 on Rogers, it was all scrambled. But if you oh. squinted your eyes, you could maybe pick up the up breast here and there. It was, yeah. it was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> no regrets. Yeah. Catch yeah. your booby. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Dubs? Was there much porn making way through women's soccer? No. <laughs> no? No. 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 Nothing in the back of trunks, no. Videos? No, but that could have that been one of the titles of the movies, right? The boots open, why don't you come have a look? <laughs> 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 well let's put it to our uh, our viewers and listeners give us make up some some great porn movie names which has a soccer kind of connotation to it okay and then we'll read them out <laughs> live on one soccer no we won't do that well maybe we will we'll see if there's any any harmless ones <laughs> let's start the show off with a bang so to speak <laughs> the open um so yeah you're talking about football culture in the room, you know, and, and backup goalkeepers and first stringers. But it, it goes throughout the room, right? Is, is this whole Jaden Sancho situation is really interesting in, in, in United right now. He was apparently a target of one of the Saudi Arabian clubs. I think Al Atifak were after him. <laughs> Speaking of another <laughs> great name for uh, uh, a Saudi Arabian soccer porno. <laughs> Al Etifak, that's his name. <laughs> anyway, that wasn't the point of this uh, commentary. I want to be Al. <laughs> um, so, so they they were going for Jaden Sancho. Of course, last weekend was dropped by Eric Ten Hag, who said in the post match press conference that uh, he he was not selected due to his training performance. And then Sancho responded on social media saying, please don't believe everything you read. I'll not allow people to say things that are completely untrue. I've conducted myself in training very well this week. I believe there are other reasons for this matter that I won't get into. I've been a scapegoat for a long time, which isn't fair. There's always noise around this guy ever since he, he joined Manchester United. And it seems to me, I mean, Eric Ten Hag doesn't suffer fools gladly. But it seems to me when when the manager calls out a player publicly, it's like the last string. This is a last chance. You know, he's doing all he can to motivate this player, Jimmy. Um, yeah. Do you do you agree that's a, a tactic that should be used by a manager going public with his criticism? Well, most managers are always protecting the player, right? Um, they'll take the blame. They'll take the heat just to take things off the dressing room um, and and give a little bit of freedom to the players where. You know, if you do want to have a, a you know a stern discussion with your player because you're not happy with them, you normally have it behind closed doors in your office. Um, but when you start coming out and publicly talking about it and addressing it, then you know there's a massive issue because normally managers don't do that unless they want somebody out or they're just not happy with them. Um, so for me, there's 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 got to be an awful lot going on behind the scenes in order for the manager to come out and say that. One of the things that uh, we do know from experience is that we we don't know exactly what's going on there. That we can guess, we can give our opinions of what's going on, but overall, we don't know exactly what's going on and who's really at fault. It's probably somewhere in the middle. Um, but we've seen this before um, with certain players, and certain players will come out, and the other players are behind the scenes going, "Oh, I'm not getting involved in this." You know, this is yeah. it's not. They know the truth, but. Um, there is problems there for sure. They've had their issues, haven't they? Really united, so just another one for them to deal with. Yeah. Well, there are reports that sometimes as well. Sometimes as well, Charms. And as you know, you know, if you're if you're at the training pitch and you're a journalist and you're always watching training, um, and you can see the the body language of players, you can see the chemistry, what's going on. So I'm sure the local press are probably asking an awful lot about you know. Why is he not playing? What's the issue with him? And it's probably maybe got to a head now where he's just trying to protect himself and say, Nook, you know, I've, I've given him every opportunity. He's not performing. He's not living up to his, his uh, expectations. And now he's trying to just protect himself as a manager. Because there's got to be something going on in order for him to say that. Well, there were reports today that sources were saying within the club that the other players were getting sick of, of Sancho. Um, I think timekeeping was one of the 
assertions. But I, I know, Dubs, I mean, you tell me that in, in the sanctity of that, that locker room, the football locker room, you're all together, but there's, there's clearly, there's always going to be cliques and not everyone gets on with everyone. But at what point, at what point would a player go to the manager and say, hey, this guy over there just, just isn't part of us doing what he should be doing? Does it ever happen, do you think? Or is it very much, you don't rat because snitches get stitches? But <laughs> it, it's tricky. I think if you're if you're the captain and or you're part of that leadership group, you're responsible um, in a sense of how that locker room comes together and how that translates onto the pitch. But then also for everything that happens outside the pitch in in, in the hotel, um, on the training pitch, at practice, um, all of the in between, all the downtime. And so if there's somebody who's disruptive or somebody who's toxic, then you have to address that. And so it's happened to me where I would have a conversation with, with that player, but then if that persisted, then yeah, I'd have a conversation with, with the coach, with somebody else. Not to, not to try to get them out, but to try a different tact. Because if, if the direct approach didn't work as a like player to player, um, to say we need you to do something else in order to help this team collectively, then, then you need somebody else to do it. But what I have an issue with is, is Ten Hag doing that publicly because then at that point you're risking the rest of the locker room because the other players who are even on your side might look at that and say, well, I might be fucking next um, as his, his way to, to right the ship or his way to save his own ass, as Jimmy was saying. Um, so I think that's risky as, as a manager. And, and maybe as you're saying, Sharms, maybe that's a last-ditch effort and maybe there is a lot more happening behind the scenes than we than we know. There's a fine line, right? I mean, great captains. It's interesting, Dubs mentions uh, being a captain and being that conduit between the, the the manager and the players. But you're still part of the players, still part of the the, the team. Could you ever 100 percent trust the captain? You know what I'm saying? Because you know what his job is or her job is, right? Is it ever awkward? Hmm. Shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. I never put too much emphasis on who the actual captain was. Many of the guys that were leaders or didn't have the captain's armband were, were the guys that weren't the captain or never were the captains. But you do and have had individuals that wouldn't put up with any shit from other players and they would call them out. And managers love those types of guys as well that will hold people accountable in the dress room to each other, which saves the manager having to get involved. And I think they have those characters at Manchester United. I don't know if they were hearing about it, but they certainly have them. And I think that that, that is a, a big part of a dress room is when the players start to hold people accountable for their actions themselves as opposed to the manager having to step in and take, uh, take charge. Yeah. But it's also disruptive as well where, you know, if the, if the team's not performing or where they should be, and if there's one player that's drawing – unnecessary attention to the team. That's where in the dressing room, things start getting a little bit messy as well behind the scenes, because yeah. that's where you start addressing it as well as a captain. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because think- we got three, three of you were all captains at one point in your careers, all of you. Right. So, so dubs, let's start with you. What, what kind of captain were you? Um, it's somebody who led by example, but I was also vocal. So there's that balance where I wasn't afraid to have a go at somebody on the pitch. And sometimes that was, um, that could be awkward for somebody who didn't know me, but by and large, you know, it was, it was sort of understood that that was left on the pitch and that the players could come to me and, 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 and trust me with, with issues that they wanted to keep to themselves, but also trust me to be that conduit as you're saying. And actually while we were talking, it made me think of, us down in, in Rio in 2007, our team was absolutely decimated with injury. And, and I tore my calf at that tournament. And I think at one point we were only, I think, 13 players available for a game because everybody was dropping like flies. And then on an off day, we were touring Rio and we'd done a bunch of stuff in the morning. And um, that was something else that made me a good captain is I wasn't afraid. And even if it meant putting myself sort of on the line. I wasn't afraid to communicate what the team was feeling and what the team needed, which is, I think, important for, for your captain. 
Um, so if, if the team doesn't have that trust in you, then you, you can't be the captain or part of that leadership group because your, your team won't really trust you. So we were meant to do, we did, we were out all morning and everybody was absolutely gassed. Everybody needed to go back and rest. And a lot of people, like I was on crutches, like we just weren't really set up to be touring Rio. And then Evan was like, okay, we're going to go to Sugarloaf. And we're like, what? Like, and this is the famous mountain in Rio, right? I was like, Evan, like, we're not, we're not doing it. We were like on the bus and we were ready to go. And I went up and I spoke to Evan and the rest of the coaches. I was like, the, everybody is absolutely spent. Like, we, we can't do this. Like, we want to explore. We want to take advantage of the fact that we're in Brazil, but we can't do it. And he, he wielded that against me later, saying that I was the one who kind of like, who fabricated it. And like, I just didn't want to do it. And I was like, no, what the fuck? Like, everybody didn't want to do it. That was what was best for the team. So I think that's the risk at that point. Because then at that point, like I had a difficult time sort of cracking the lineup again. And that was one of the things that was sort of used against me. I was like, no, like I was being protective of my teammates. And that was in the best interest of, of the team as a collective to not hike up this fucking mountain in Brazil. <laughs> so, so, you never go, you, so let me, you didn't ever get up Sugarloaf then? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you named someone. Not from a distance. Amy, who's who's Evan? Evan Pellerud. Sorry, Evan. Oh, Pellerud. full name. Evan Pellerud sorry. was the douche who used it against you. Oh, sorry, coach who used it against you. But he also named you captain, <laughs> right? Dubs. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's tricky. So when when at some point he had faith in you, mm-hmm. it, it, but that is when it got a little bit rocky between the two of you at that point. Uh, well, no, but then the the captaincy was taken away from me, and then I wasn't with the program for a couple of years. But then, oh, how, I, how was that? And how was, was that communicated? That, to that you? was awful. I mean, no, that was communicated to me directly. And then, <laughs> um, Evan? and all he had to do was walk. Hey, Dubs, you like my armband? Fuck you. All he had to do was walk up a mountain, and everything would have been fine. Yeah. No, this is this is well Lip before top. that. And then. Uh, it was Sinky. It was Christine Sinclair who was the captain at that point. And she had been captain at that point for, for years. But I was sort of the senior player, I guess, was was Andy. Yeah, Andy and Neil was still with the team. So Andy and I were kind of the senior players as part of that leadership group. So oftentimes when there was trickier stuff to take to the coaching staff, we were the ones who who delivered it. So wait, sorry, just to rewind. Just so you, you, you lost a captaincy to Sinky? Um, I get, I think they're in, in the interim of me being stripped of the captaincy and then out of the program for a little while, I think it was maybe Andy who was captain or Charmaine for a bit. And then it went officially to Christine, really? if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. That's, and that was just as a result of me not, I mean, your captain has to be on the pitch, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so then so, I became okay, more so, peripheral and then they're like, so we need it- to give it to somebody else. Right. So when you lost the captaincy, it was because you weren't playing. It wasn't like, you know, sorry, Amy, we're, we're giving someone else a captaincy. It's because you weren't selected. So someone had to yeah, take it. because you didn't yeah. want to go up the mountain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, Amy left out that she uh, put a nail in Evan's tires. <laughs> <laughs> but could it be, though? Had you, had you gone up the mountain and remained captain and Sinky never got that armband, maybe Canada never won two bronze medals and a gold. No, no, no. There, there's like, if there's a timeline of me losing the captaincy, that's like 2002. And then this is 2007. There's, you're, no, no, but it doesn't work I don't out think, I think you have to know. I think, fellas, what do you think? I, I think there's something <laughs> I, deep in between. I deeply regret telling this story like on this podcast. Mm, there's but some resentment I, here, I, isn't there? I want to know, did you keep the armband and tell them to go buy a new one? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Go get your own. I'm keeping this one. Taking my armband and going home. Yeah, that's right. When you returned to the starting eleven without the captain's armband, um, was it awkward? No, of course not. Why? Should not be, at all. It? Did you just wear one under your sleeve? <laughs> <laughs> I got. I got it. I got a tattoo. No, it's like it's like Forrest said. You're if you're you're the type of character who's even thought of as being a captain. Those characteristics and personality and what you bring to the team in terms of leadership that never goes away so it doesn't matter whether you have it um you know you have the visible armband or, or not it's it's whether the, the team believes in you as a leader and then what you bring yourself and that self-belief so that that never that never went away mm. maybe you got losing the coin toss <laughs> Yeah. Well, based on my track record for betting, it's a possibility, right? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. 
<laughs> hey, Jimmy, tell us what, what kind of captain were you? Uh, I'd just say what, what you saw is what you got. I think the guys knew I was, I wasn't really a bullshitter. I wasn't a, one of those sneaky captains that are always hanging out Let's in the coaches, coaches, yeah, hanging out in the coach's office. And, you know, I was, I was fair, was always up for a laugh, but when it was time to work, it was now we're going to work. And I didn't like it when guys took days off. I didn't like when guys were late because as, as footballers, you know, we were all about punctuality and structure and, uh, I didn't like when, when players took advantage. And if something wasn't right, I'd be the first one to call people out. 100% I was. But then even if I'm... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A mistake or whatever, I'd be the first one to hold my hand up. So if I was, when I was captain, I was, I was fair and honest. And I think that's why, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the guys liked playing with me and, and enjoyed me as, as the captain because I was the voice of the dressing room. And if something wasn't right, we, I'd go address it with the coaches. Or if the guys needed time off because they weren't feeling right, I'd go tell the coaches. Um, and I was, I was their voice. Who was the, uh, the leadership group at TFC that first year? Was it Robbo? Yeah, we had a few. Yeah, it was me, Robbo, Deitch. Um, who else do we have? Sorry, who's Robbo? Carl Robinson. Yeah, we had a few older heads there. Like guys that have been Mark around. Mark was there, right? Aleko Eskandarian. Yeah. Mark Mark was there. Aleko Aleko was there. Gregson. Sats. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I find that interesting. Yeah, I mean that first year was so tough, right? I mean, when I when Mo approached guys. you about coming to Toronto, I mean, what was it part of the deal? Like, listen, come to Toronto, be our first son and be our first captain. Was that part of the no the seduction? No, that was it wasn't. Huh? No, it was after. Was it? Yeah. You must have had a pretty good idea, though. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But then he had they given it, had Mo given it to Dickio, would that have pissed you off? No. Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. Because I love Deech. I had a great relationship with Deech. No, you want to stay away from Deech? There you go, Deech. It's all yours. (laughs) 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 Looks nice in you. All right, Craig. So you you're captain of Canada as a goalkeeper, right? Okay, sh- okay. Let me ask you. Be honest. Sh- should goalkeepers be captains? No. In a word, no. They shouldn't be. <laughs> I think that you need. I think you really need to be involved in play. And if something happens at their end, if you got a little bit of leeway with the official and you know mm-hmm. whatnot, and I think they have to have that. And I think it's. Uh, I found it a little bit awkward as well because I was really intense before games and wanting to get a few touches and everything else before the, the whistle blew. And you didn't want to be at halfway shaking hands and flipping coins and kissing babies. It's like, oh, God, <laughs> I just want to go in the net and get a touch. Hey, so. but listen, we're, we're talking about Canada, not West Ham. You were involved with the play an awful lot. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah. It was all in my 18 yard box. Yeah. yeah. It was great. <laughs> Got to know everybody. That's why. He, that's why he was captain. It was always around him the ball. <laughs> Who gave you the captaincy? Was it was it Holger? Or was it prior to that? Yeah, it was Holger. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And when he asked you, were you surprised? Were you like, really? It was why? A little bit. Yeah. And I, and I actually thought right away. I was like, this is going to disrupt my pregame routine. This is not normal. 
So I was a little, it was okay. Yeah, I mean, but obviously you, you were, you were the leader. You were the older guy, the leader of the dressing room, the guy that everybody respected. So I wasn't always the older guy. <laughs> well, you were when we were there with Holger. I know. They took the piss out of me. The old, when I first showed up when I was 19, I guess, and um, Ian Bridge, my God, he took the piss out of me. Carl Valentine, these guys, Mike Sweeney. They made my life a misery. I loved it. <laughs> Ian Bridge, he was so silly, Bridgie. He would just like do stuff like stick a big sign on your back, like stick a big piece of paper right in the middle of your back, my back. I'm tall. That's all it said. I'm tall. And I'm walking through the fucking restaurant. People are like laughing. And I'm just like, what the? F-? I have no idea what's going on. It was on there all night long. <laughs> <laughs> Taking the Bridgie's piss out of the great. tall guy. He coached me for a really long time, Ian Bridge. I know he did. Yeah. I know he did. I love Bridgie. I really did. I had a lot of time for him. He's a fantastic human being. How was he as a coach for you guys? Um, he was great. When I was first with the team, he was your quintessential kind of typical assistant coach, everything that you want as a player in your assistant coach. So a real player's coach. And then when he got the head coach job for the, the U20s, he kind of shifted and we, he became more of um, in Evan's image. And that didn't, it seemed a little bit disingenuous. Um, but then he, you know, he, he, he sort of took some of that experience and then, and then blended it and came back. And obviously, you know, you grow as a coach and, and you evolve. Um, and then he became more of like the, the Bridgie that we knew and we loved and was able to sort of cycle back in between having the head coach, head coaching role with the youth team and then come back and, and be that same assistant coach that we, that we knew and we loved. And he was a touchstone for a long time because, we as a players group were part of, of Evan getting, um, no, not Evan getting appointed. Evan was appointed after um, Neil Turnbull was the coach um, in the late nineties. And then we were responsible for like who the assistants were going to be. So like Bridgie was, it was a no brainer that he was going to be in there. And then he's at Nebraska now. He's been the assistant coach at Nebraska with John Walker for a really long time. Right. So I guess, you know, it is a, a different transition, isn't it? Especially when you know the players, you're assistant coach, and then you get put into a position where you're head coach. And there has to be a little bit of dynamics or change in dynamics, I think. Yeah. The nuances are slightly different. Um, so it is a tough adjustment, I would think, for anybody. But it can't yeah, be but- harder than, than like Jimmy, for example, at TFC. He's playing, he's captain, he retires, and then straight away he's still involved with the club in the offices and then on the training pitch as well. Was that difficult, Jimmy? Well, it was difficult when I was assistant coach and then I was head coach for, for a game. Um, and the biggest issue that I had, I think I told you was my suit was too tight and I couldn't sit down. <laughs> you didn't tell us this. <laughs> yeah. It was a really, really tight Italian suit that I wore for the game against DC United. Yeah, little Darby, little Darby Kelly. I went, I went to sit down and I looked, looked at the coaches and went, if I stand up, I can't sit down again because I'm going <laughs> to split the ass of my pants here. And it was a hot day. And, and you like went underwear, The material was shrinking. Oh, God. Yeah. We won 4-1. <laughs> so why were you uh, head coach for that day? Because uh, Fran O'Leary, who was one of the assistants, he got sent off and Ryan Nelson got sent off the match before. So I took over as intern for the match. So uh, once again, a Canadian, my suit was dynamite. Has a, <laughs> a Canadian has a stint as head coach with Toronto FC. Wins 4-1. Never gets a chance again. Yeah. <laughs> so it works. I want to hear more about this suit. What was the thought process? Were there like a couple of options and then you're looking at yourself in a mirror before you're heading over to the stadium or like this is the one? Well, and I then when I did you realize it was a poor choice? Yeah, I, I was sitting with, with Ryan Nelson and that. I was like, am I going to go track suit or am I going to go suit? I went, I'm wearing a suit. And I remember I went home and I had pulled up this suit. And it was nice and tight, looked sharp. And then I, I didn't even think what it would be like to sit down in it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I sat down, I got back up and I went, oh, these, these threads are only going to last maybe two more sit downs and I'm in trouble. <laughs> so I understand <laughs> this whole game. <laughs> 
Now, at York, you wore a suit too, right? You weren't a trackie coach. No, I wasn't a trackie, trackie coach, no. Why? I just wore, us, wore, wore pants and a, collared, that. and a collared shirt. Yeah. But you gave us some thought, though. So why, why would you not be a, a tracksuit coach? Uh, I don't know. I just felt, you know, it was, it was match day. You know, you, you're, the, you're the head coach. You know, it's, it's a job. It's business to look the part. Right. I don't like it sometimes. It doesn't work for Jurgen Klopp. So I, I get it, yeah. No. So. Dubs, well, you, get to a, you get to a point when you win like Jurgen Klopp, you can wear whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. Dubs, yeah, would you be a tracky coach or a or a business suit coach? Oh God, I don't know. I, I, I really have no idea. I think it would be without. I, I'm not saying that that Jimmy without. had. With, no, not like nude, but yeah, you'd wear you'd wear a dress, like a prom God. dress, ball gown. No, I think it would be more more tracky. I think than than like fancy. I think. Yeah. Think about how you feel when TSN Amy shows up and how you feel. You feel good about yourself. Mm-hmm. Does that, would that be important on the sidelines or do you need to be sporty Amy on the sidelines? I think it would be more sporty because I would just feel it would be more fitting for, for what I was doing. But I think, mm-hmm. what do you guys think about footwear? Like if you're, you're an assistant coach, like I'm, like I'm on a sidelines, right. For CF Montreal, I'm looking in those dugouts and the guys are warming up the keepers and running warmups. Sure. They're in their cleats and their trackies, but then you've got the head coaches who they've made the conscious decision to wear the trackie, but they're not really involved in the warmup and the what's happening on the pitch. And they're still wearing the cleats. And I'm thinking a mm, little bit of an empty move. Mm. What do you mm. guys think? Well, Black dress shoes and a tracksuit probably don't look great either. No, but runners, there's there's an in-between <laughs> forest, the spectrum of footwear. Wonger has that down with the Bluntstones. Yeah. It's slightly yeah. athletic, but also a bit dressy. I've golfed in Bluntstones. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. And you plaid shirt, right? Plaid, well, no plaid shirt. I'd put a t-shirt on or with a, a golf shirt on. But the big thing was always making sure the Blundstones, they were, you could wear them all weekend. So you wear them golfing, then you go jump in the lake, and then you go to the bar at night. You can always wear a Blundstones. So right. they were, uh, yeah. Your feet must have smelled great. Oh, <laughs> I, I'd have my pheromones f- floating through those Blundstones. <laughs> <laughs> Are you wearing the Blundstones on Monday's show? Geez, now that JC said it, I might have to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> because just sitting over the set, the set, apart from dubs, you're going to be seeing our feet a little bit, right? So I would wear some, right. some good shoes. Cle- just clean shoes. That's yeah. all we, we really ask is clean shoes. We know what Craig's wearing, for sure. Craig would be a tracksuit coach, for sure, right, Craig? Oh, my 100%. God, yeah. Puma top. I don't know. Really? You dress up? Know. You look good in a suit, though. You're six oh, six bod. You do. Yeah, you, you look. The crate looks good in anything though, because he's six foot six. Well, you could be six foot six and a lump of dough. Yeah, but not not yeah, but not Craig's build though. He looks great. Yeah, looks hold on. Yeah. When I showed up in England and I tried to buy a suit off the rack, <laughs> what? Well, I needed uh, to get like a forty two chest to, so my neck would actually fit, and then the shirt was never long enough because my aircraft carrier back. <laughs> and the pants were either too wide. I needed an <laughs> extra couple holes in the belt. It was just ridiculous. And everybody had a everybody had to have a a sheepskin jacket. Remember that, Jimmy? Yeah. Everybody sheepskin had a jacket? sheepskin jacket. Sheepskin, yeah. Nice and warm. It's toasty. Mm. Yeah, yeah. that's like that's old school football manager, isn't it? In England, is a sheepskin jacket. Yeah. Yeah. So you. So I got one just to be too. like all the other cookies. <laughs> is that like it, the like them. the eighties the eighties collar on the top of those jackets? What are those called again? Where it like zips up and then it's got like the little snap kind of at the top. Oh. No, you'd, you'd have the like. It had like a proper like a proper collar. Hmm. No, yeah, it has fur on it, right? Yeah. Those sheepskin yeah. ones. Oh, okay. Well, it's not fur; it's wool. 
White wool. wool. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that correction. One of the things I, when I got over there, because it's in a school here, we don't have it, is school suits. So I didn't know how to tie a tie. That was my biggest worry going to the ground because I would be, my landlady would tie it for me and then I would go down to the ground and have to untie it and be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, my lady, my lady from Diggs, she'd show me how to do it. Yeah. And then she set it up perfectly that I could just slide it down, take it off and then put it back on. And yeah, slide it exactly. Up. Yeah. You've got to see I went to, in, in England. We wore uniforms, right? Had to wear uniforms. Oh. And so I learned about a tie from a young age, but we, cause we were cool. We'd wear the tie backwards. So the thin end was, was going down in the front. Oh, right. Super then cool. The, yeah, that was, that was so interesting, cool. wasn't it? Because it was at, <laughs> at school, you had those suits, and to be sort of individual or try to do something different, which was difficult, they would do stuff with their tie, wouldn't they? They'd flip it around and do various stuff. With Charms, I was, really just, I was really just waiting for Jimmy to talk, uh, have a, a, a that tying the tie with his landlady turned into a porn story for us. Mm-hmm. I really thought that that's where that was going. It even had good potential because he said, "My lady from Dave." I know that could be that could be the name of it, <laughs> oh, or like a Beatles song, one porno. of the two. <laughs> My lady from Diggs. My landlady <laughs> didn't have any teeth. <laughs> that's the that's even the gummer better. from Diggs. <laughs> the gummer. <laughs> the gummer. <laughs> gummer. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's great jimmy would have liked my landlady <laughs> we've got some great topics we haven't got time to get to but i'm going to put some of these maybe a monday show i want to get you know we talked about at the last show about pre-game rituals and, and how you would fuel yourself and dubs had the banana and uh you know, like a sandwich Jeez, now we're going to another place. Okay, no. no, 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 no. Yeah, pardon me. How do you me? feel yourself? You, you said what? <laughs> peelers. The peelers. With the banana. Um, but maybe we'll get to that on. Oh, at some point, because I'm actually interested to see how you guys uh, and when you'd eat and what you'd eat, and even post match, how you'd get uh, that energy back in your system. I'm curious. I know Yorkie was pies actually, because <laughs> Jimmy insisted that we bring all the leftover pies to the locker room and then turns out Jimmy would take them home. He wouldn't give them to his players, right? Yeah, I'd take them <laughs> big box home. Then I was thinking, oh, great, you know, the players getting some post-game carbs through our pies. That's great. No, Jimmy. Jimmy's walking out with a box. No, I would. I would walk out with a box. There was one they knew not to touch was the chicken balti. Do not touch the chicken balti mm. pies. It's expensive. <laughs> I was like, they're, the not, they're not good for you. Give me them. <laughs> I mean, I'll take them out of here. <laughs> Um, shall we get to some uh, some some footy picks? Yes. Yeah. Do it. All right, uh, DJ, DJ, take it away. For somebody who's such a kid, you just really don't want to participate, do you, Jimmy? You don't dance either, Forrest. Well, I usually do. I liked uh, JC's the other day where he was coming out of the oh my the, the vagina. Yeah, and he's born. <laughs> amazing <laughs> hello world <laughs> all right uh so so far we have lost every single parlay mm. usually because of dubs yep um let me just uh log on here because i thought why I don't we do two, so why don't we do two smaller ones two threes we do that sure we can do that you want to do rock paper scissors for who has to go with me <laughs> yeah you can be on their team yeah <laughs> Okay, I'm still trying to log in. My computer's a bit slow. We could do the players against. We could do the players against you guys. The top row against the bottom row. Okay, I like that. (laughs) Oh, you're always showing your pipe. See, you got that T-shirt on. You got the shirt you had on at TSN on the last day. Oh, you know what, Forrest? (laughs) That was a good outfit. Even Amy. my sister said, what the fuck does Craig Forrest know about style? I was going to say, how does it feel <laughs> to have Craig Forrest, true, you know, compliment, compliment your outfit? How does it feel? Did it hurt no. your feelings? You know, it's bad Maybe if Forrest is going after you. I think it would. No, I know. I know. But I, I actually quite like that outfit. And so my my knee-jerk reaction was was to be offended. But then I thought, no, I think it's coming from a place of love. <laughs> Didn't you say it looked better before you were on camera? Didn't you say that? No, it was the opposite. Because oh. I was learning about outfits. Like I, <laughs> 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 we 
where like I I would look at an outfit like there was this green shirt that I wore that was had kind of had like a 70s vibe and I loved it and I still love it I've got it in my closet but I will never again wear it on TV <laughs> Why not? it was like that friends episode where it was like hey you guys come on the camera adds 10 pounds they're like how many cameras were you wearing <laughs> it was like I had the bad angle on the panel and then it was essentially a fat shirt it was not a good look can you please wear it on Monday yeah <laughs> no actually and green, it might be better remote green is a tough color sometimes too with the lighting because yeah. it you look like a a, a really backseat nauseous kermit the frog sometimes oh great you, yeah but it can also bring out your eyes nicely though well mm. my other one my balance, nancy kerrigan right? one and your ginger like, hair yeah. oh bye you know come on <laughs> but no the, the, honestly with this podcast i've gained one friend in jc and four additional older brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yeah, which is great. You just have to kind of know where it's coming from. So I think it's <laughs> deep down, it's from a place of love, but mostly fuck off, Forrest. <laughs> Another great name for uh, the movie. True. You know where it's coming from. <laughs> okay, so top row, top row parlay, Dubs, <laughs> Jimmy, Craig. Okay, where are you going, Dubs? Let's start with you. Oh, boy. Okay. Are we doing three and three then? Yeah, let's do that. It's a good idea because six is not working for us. Okay, Jake fingers Prince crossed. Casket and has never been further away. I have to do a shout out to the Footy Prime Supporters Club. Carrie Ryan, she put a post out yesterday. It was basically help dubs because she needs help. <laughs> and so one of the suggestions, which I'm jumping all over, is CPL, mm-hmm. Atletico versus Vancouver. So yep. I'm taking our boy Nate and Atletico. Minus oh, wow. 105 on TonyBet.ca. Yeah, that's a good one. That makes sense. Vancouver's struggling. Yeah, top row, top row. Yeah, Jimmy? <laughs> yeah, All right. Like okay. All right, like Jimmy, it. what do you have? Inter. Inter Miami over Sporting KC. Hmm. Inter's Inter at home. Sporting. Do you see Messi's goal last night, by the way? For Argentina? Yeah. You do know that Messi's not playing, right, Jimmy? Yep. Okay, let me just find this. You still think they're going to win? Yeah. All right, I'll go with the other three guys. <laughs> <laughs> Forrest is out of the top row. Move so him around is up. Plus plus money. <laughs> okay, plus money there. Okay, Craig, where are you going? Fulham over Luton. Um, that's next week. Next week. Is it really? It's the it's international, international week. Right <laughs> There's no yeah. Premier League this weekend. Oh, yeah, shit. let's do one for this weekend, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You guys carry on. Give me a minute. <laughs> you got some. You got MLS. You got um, Euro qualifying. You got no one uh, wants to take some friendlies Czechia over Hungary. No. <laughs> you guys continue. Well, we can't because um, we got we got to make the bet. We got to finalize this bet. <laughs> <laughs> Forrest just looked back. There. You just don't want to. Forrest, where are you? Egypt's playing Ethiopia at twelve o'clock. Take mm-hmm. that. Yeah, AFCON qualifying. How about Scotland over Cyprus? There's a winner. Oh, Scotland, over that's Cyprus. It, man. Scotland are incredible so far in this qualifying campaign. Four and O. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Minus 285 favorites. That's a good one. Okay, so that parlay. So Ottawa over Vancouver, into Miami over Sporting KC, and Scotland over Cyprus. That pays at plus four fifty, so five dollars. Yeah, we're doing five bucks still. Mm-hmm. Okay, that will win you twenty seven fifty. I like Ooh. these more conservative bets. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. That bet is made. All right. Okay, that bet is made. Next up, okay, JC Wonger and yours truly. JC, you want to start? Yes, but my dog is barking also. <laughs> That's quite right. So. He's trying to give you the pick. Yeah. Saying Croatia. Over what's he Latvia. saying? JC, what's he saying? <laughs> He's saying England over Ukraine. <laughs> I England. like that. Is, that. is that your bet? Sorry, Ukraine, but England. Yes, that's my bet. England over Minus Ukraine. 243. Favorites over Ukraine plus 725. Okay. There you have it. All right. Are we going to uh, talk about longer. Harry Kane's Skechers deal for his boots? No. Skechers? Yeah, Skechers. he's with Skechers. Yeah. Is he oh, really? Skechers. Yeah. Yes. Is that? I've never Which heard. Of unbelievable. Skechers. 
I bet yeah. they're great. I bet they're comfortable. I mean, I guess. It's very strange. He was with Nike, and then he was his deal came to a close in 2022, but then in Qatar, or prior to Qatar, and then he was still kind of on the down low wearing Nike. And then I guess they negotiated, and I think I heard that his agents watched Air, like the movie all about Nike <laughs> signing Jordan. And they're like, we can do something really special here. We're going with Skechers. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's great marketing, right? Skechers needs to kind of get a little bit cool, right? They're good quality shoes, but they haven't got the cool factor, have they, really? I don't think. No. They've tried. They I mean, a lot. Sponsor, uh, sponsor a, a podcast slash TV show. And oh. uh, that'd be an idea to get a lot or cooler. Or Blundstones, yeah. Or yeah. Blundstones, yeah. <laughs> um, Wonga, have you figured out a bet? Oh yeah, I've been. There's. I'm just going for a sure thing. So yeah, uh, do it. S- Spain over Georgia. Oh, today. I was going to do that one. Okay, there's. A, you know what? No, the no, other that's one. Fine. Was, that's a good one. Belgium one. over Azerbaijan was the other one. I'll go with Spain. Okay. Man, bit of a mess. Spain. They could do with some good news, couldn't they? See, they called up the, the 16 year old kid. They called up from Barcelona. 16. Yamal. Wow. All right, uh, I will go for, uh, you know, I'll go for Belgium over Azerbaijan. We want a short thing here, right? Yeah, we want to win. That pays us. Um, it's, it's not making as much money, but that's yeah. okay. We're going to start somewhere, it? right? It's only those three parlays, England winning, Spain winning, Belgium winning, only plus 139. We have to pay them. You're going to pay them now. <laughs> no, no, we make money. We can make $11.95 how this. Okay. And the $5 bet. But you got to start small. That's how I started last year, right? Yeah. yeah. $2 bets, $1 bets. And I grew my, my $50 into $200 by the end of the season. Yeah. I remember you were like, sweating over 36 cents at sports. I, remember I, I, I used to cash out at like 47 cents and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah you're sweating. You're literally sweating on camera because you're losing a bet. And they was like, what are you losing? It's going to cost me 36 cents. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bet responsibly. Oh, you're on the poster you boy. Definitely do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Know your limit. Boy for responsibility. Stay within it. Um, I want to get everyone listening and watching um, to give us com- comments and questions. We're going to really, Wonga's mail sack would be a big part of uh, One Soccer show each week. So, so give us some ones, ask the pros, ask whatever you want, or give us a crazy opinion. We'll have a, a conversation driver. Okay. Or give so us please. Some or some picks, that'd be a good idea. Oh. Yeah, we should <laughs> do a not? supporters club. We should do a supporters club parlay. We'll do a three three game parlay for the supporters club. It's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, if they can get themselves organized to just provide three their three picks. Yeah. Because they got time That's true. That's true. They might not get themselves <laughs> organized. There's a little bit I mean, of In fairness, in they're, they're way more organized than we are. Right? <laughs> yeah. We also have to make a correction. We we gave Dave DeCola, who's a great cat. Uh we gave him uh, props for setting up the the bingo, bingo chart, and it was actually Carrie Ryan. It was Carrie. So it was Carrie. So Carrie, of Dave, apologies. Fuck off, Dave. Um, Carrie, yeah. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we should get that back out there on socials and encourage everyone to print one off. And then during Monday's inaugural Footy Prime on One Soccer Show at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, uh, you can fill out your bingo card. And I think maybe you will get, I don't know, maybe JC or someone could, could fill it out live on the show as well. Great idea. Yeah. Yeah, one of those of turny, the turny guys with the, with the numbers, no? What are you talking about? <laughs> the bingo? The bingo. Turny guys? Yeah, people, people play bingo. Before and after. <laughs> I did play oh, bingo. Legs before. 11, two little ducks, 22. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so do that, and we'll remind you again on uh, <laughs> Sunday's show because our shows are going to be Sunday nights. Our regular podcast, this this Justin, no, this Sunday. Justin is on Sunday nights. Yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah, all right. Monday nights, the, uh, Monday the nights TV will show. be TV show, uh, yeah. and Wednesdays foundational, and Fridays news and dubs, and we're going to be once we kind of work through some scheduling, we're going to have broadcast back. Mm-hmm. So we've oh. got it all going on. There's a lot going on, a lot going on. Um, CPL this weekend, uh, please watch it. 
support it on Fubo TV. Sign up fubotv.com slash footy prime. And uh, we'll get to all this and much more on Sunday's show. Actually, huge game in CPL this weekend, Jimmy. Obviously, Forge against Calvary, right? Yeah, big game. Are you on that game? Yes. You are? That's oh, totally we get to see his eyeball. We get to see his no, eyeball on television. No, no, I'm commentating. Oh, oh too bad. Yeah. They're... Nope. <laughs> you, you got, what, three days to get this thing sorted out? <laughs> all right, get those tabs in there. But you know they're, they're oral tabs, right? <laughs> yeah. First one hurt a little. <laughs> they're a little bit rough going in. Now I know why. <laughs> all right, that's Footy Prime. Hope you enjoyed it. If you didn't, I apologize. And shut up. All right, bye. Keep playing these pictures. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Good luck to Doug and his MRI, by the way. Yay, Dougie. Thinking about you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.